Good morning, everyone. I hope everyone is having a fantastic Saturday. I hope you guys are getting ahead of the competition while everyone is resting, while everyone is hanging out, doing their recovery days. You're grinding. I love that. I love the community we're building, and I hope you guys are just like me, and you really get ahead when everyone else is taking breaks. So hope everyone's happy hunting, everyone. Um, so today, our episode is episode six of the Andrew Cause podcast. We're talking all about the excuse that people make that business is too risky. We hear that a lot. It's a big one, mainly because of that statistic that everyone loves to preach of only 50% of businesses make it past five years. Don't worry too much about that. Again, it's just an excuse. You can look at anyone and say it's too risky, whether it's getting into colleges and all you do is focus on the percentage of people getting accepted. Or if you want to be an Olympian, a professional athlete, and it's one in a million, all this dumb crap that people make up to make it seem extremely risky, but there are lots of ways to mitigate the risk. And really, you have to look at things that, um, you have to look at everything as a risk. Everything has a risk associated to it. Um, a major thing specifically with my story and college entrepreneurship is I could have spent all that time researching the business, coming up with the business idea. I could have lost the $500. I could have gotten worse grades and have had nothing to show for it. So there is an associated risk with everything that you do. Um, for example, you can even take the corporate world. Um, I pulled it up here. There is an entrepreneur magazine. It, Entrepreneurship magazine said that to put risk into perspective, one can say that everyone takes risks. A corporate job could also be risky. If the employer goes bankrupt at a stage in your life when it's difficult to find another job and benefits, is that risky? If your corporation is sold to another and there's a chance um, of a change in management, is that risky? So everyone makes it out to seem that the corporate world is safe and you're kind of set for life, but it's really not. I've heard stories. I know personal stories and that is absolutely not the case. Um, also in the article that they go into of um, the corporate perspective, starting a new business in a corporation opens you up to high risk of a new business with potentially very little upside of a successful one. If you fail, your neck is likely to be chopped. If you succeed, your manager is likely to take credit for guiding you with his or her wisdom. So in the corporate world, there isn't that much upside as there is in entrepreneurship. Um, not going to focus too much on the corporate world, but the point of what I just said is everything has an associated risk and things that people say is not risky actually is. Um, I want you to think more of risk, um, not so much of like risk is not failure. I don't want you guys to think of there's a lot of risk associated with something that means that there's going to be that you have a high potential to fail. That is not the case with a lot of research. You can really mitigate risk. The more you research, the higher your chances of winning are. Um, there was an article in Inc that I looked up specifically talking about uh, Mark Cuban. Let me pull it up real quick. Mark Cuban said um, he hates risk, basically. He said he's terrified of it. 
And then he said his key to success to mitigate risk is through preparation. He said he's committed to conducting comprehensive market research to stay on top of industry trends. And he really just said, I was relentless about learning. And this was very similar in the previous podcast. You guys heard me talk about, I was insane with my preparation, with the studying. I told you guys it took three months of me researching um, whether it was ideas and tactics, like I was so prepared once so that once I physically got the product, this gold bottle in this box, once I physically got the product into my hands, I knew a whole bunch of ways to go about it. So I'm mitigating my risk through tons of preparation. Um, another, there's, there's five reasons why entrepreneurs take risks. Risks can be calculated. So if you do proper preparation, they're not really risks. I see risks more as tests. Um, I don't see it as failure at all. So if there's something that's risky, we test a whole bunch of things and then we see our result, how, how, we, how we feel about it. So it's not really a risk if you're learning from it. Um, so risks can be calculated. You'll never know until you try. That's number two. That's a huge thing in entrepreneurship. You'd never really know how well something works until you try. You can read things in all of your favorite books. You can read articles. You can watch YouTube videos. Let's say you watch some, like a famous entrepreneur talking about a certain tactic. You don't know if that's going to work for your scenario unless you just simply try. So I always went in, into these things of, okay, he did say that, but I don't know if that works. Don't take everything for face value. Everything works different for every single business. So you just need to try. Is there a risk associated with everything? Of course there is. But if you try everything, you know exactly what works. And then you dig really deep into that one thing. Okay? So test everything. That's not failure. You, you really only fail if you quit. You really only lose if you quit. If you're taking risks and you're testing lots of things and you're always learning, you're never losing. You are never fucking losing. Okay, guys? Um, number three reason why entrepreneurs take risks is risk distinguishes leaders from followers. You have to be calm in chaotic scenarios. When there's a lot of shit going on, when let's say your business pops, what are you going to do? You, you got to saddle up and you got to go for it. You have to work hard. You have to be smart. You have to take calculated risks. You have to make the right decisions at the right times. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. So you got, you kind of have to grow a pair and be a leader, not a follower. So instead of running away from risks, you, you need to stand in the face of it and just be smart about it. Be calm, be calculated. Okay, guys, risk I just hate the excuse of there's too much risk in entrepreneurship because there's risks with everything. The fourth reason, um, without risk, there's no innovation. Just think about it. If you never test anything new, you're never growing and there's no, you're never learning anything new. I want you guys to always test, always take little tiny risks. And then the more money you get, the more experience you get, you're probably going to be taking bigger risks. There's nothing wrong with that. It's being smart. You're innovating. You're finding new ways. You're finding better ways. Um, so risk is a beautiful thing. Um, and then the last reason is it's a chance to learn. Again, um, risk 
when you take a risk, you're coming into a scenario where you don't know 100% that something is going to work out. You do a lot of research, you work really hard, you assemble a team, and you guys take on this challenge that you do not know if it's going to work, right? And then what happens at the end is whether you succeeded or failed, you spent money, you spent time, and then you either succeeded and you're going to dig really deep on that specific thing, or you learn from it and you say, that definitely doesn't work. And I love that because the risks that I've taken and they don't work any longer, some things work really well and then they just stop working. And there's nothing wrong with it. That's a business world. You have to be able to adapt, adapt quick, quick, pivot. You need to move with the market. When the algorithm changes, what are you going to do? Just sit there and bitch about it? This is entrepreneurship Things are going to change, adapt, figure out a way. And if you're really into it and you're working really hard, you're constantly researching and staying on top of your shit, if the algorithm changes, it doesn't matter because everyone else is at a disadvantage because they weren't preparing. So you're going to win, okay? Um, we also have to touch on the topic of some risks won't pay off. Risk in business is more like testing, Okay? A lot of risks won't pay off, and there's nothing wrong with that. Just make sure that you're learning from it. If you're learning from it, this whole problem goes away. Um, the bigger the risk, the higher the reward. Ta let that sink in for a little bit. If you're taking really tiny risks, you're not going to have billion-dollar ideas or exits from that, okay? So I really think that the amount that you get in return for the risks that you take is really directly correlated. The more risks you take, the more you will be rewarded. Um, I was listening to a Tim Ferriss podcast that I think just got released this week with um, the founder of SoulCycle. And they came up with the idea on a Tuesday. And then they took a lease out for a unit on Craigslist for their first studio on Thursday. There's so much risk to take out a five-year lease on an idea that isn't proven, that they, they're really passionate about it, but they didn't know if it would work. And then look what it turned into. Soul Cycle is massive. I've never personally done it, but the rewards that you get are directly proportional to the size of the risks that you take. If you have a big idea, their chances are there's going to be a lot of risk associated with it. If you're a college entrepreneur, there's going to be risk. There is going to be risk. What are you going to do about it? Bitch about it? Put your dreams off? Not, not get experienced? Not get smarter so that when you finish and you graduate, you're a business assassin? Like, what are you going to do? Stop using risk as a crippler, okay? Um, just imagine in regards to the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. Imagine being the first brand to grow a following on social media. A lot of, this was kind of where I was really. There weren't two, there was, there weren't really any brain supplement brands when I started. And it kind of led me to wonder why. Why there's so many college students out there that are abusing Adderall that need a natural alternative to this really harmful prescribed drug and no one's doing anything about it. 
and I was wondering why do the social media not work? Do they not make money? Is is it impossible to reach people? So I was walking into an area where it was really risky, but I knew that at that time in 2015, all college students' attention was on Instagram. So I was like, okay, they're spending so much damn time here. If I can just get in front of their feed and just simply say, we have a natural alternative to a problem that we all have because I was a college student. I knew I had this insider information, if you want to say. And um, I didn't know if it would work. I didn't know if it was a waste of time. I didn't know if it would succeed. And then I just came up with a strategy and I went for it. And it was extremely, extremely profitable. And right now we are the biggest nootropic brain supplement brand on Instagram still five years later. So it's very important to take risks, really build that equity and just be smart about it. I think if you're smart about it and you come up with a really good plan, you can't really lose because worst case scenario, you don't figure it out. The risk wasn't that good um, and you lose a little bit of money, a little bit of time, but you come back around stronger, all right? You come back around stronger because now you're like, okay, we spent too much money on this tactic. Next time when we test things, we're gonna spend a little bit less. Or I don't need that many people. Or, oh, I didn't have this specific person. He should have been running all of this the whole time. You really just get smarter, you get faster, okay? Um, to really wrap this whole segment up, everyone takes risks. Just make sure the ones that you're taking are calculated to minimize the downside. And if you make sure that you're learning from them, taking a risk and failing is not really the same as losing. You really only lose when you quit. So just do not quit. Um, you hear a lot of famous entrepreneurs, a lot of big CEOs, a lot of people that made it, they say that their failure rate is higher than anyone else's. So why do you care about failure? Okay, just start thinking of failure differently. Think of it as a learning experience. Think of it as earning your stripes instead of a crippler to even start. There's, there's a shit ton of risk associated with my personal story. I moved out to Los Angeles with six months to be able to figure out a business that would fund my way through school. That is so much damn risk because I could have went out there and not figured it out, spent all the money that I had on brains power. I could have spent all the time that I could have been maybe networking, maybe getting better grades. And I spent it on the business. There's a lot of risk associated with that. I could have just been out of USC in five months, but I took that risk and I went with it. I went about it really smart, moved really fast and really really calculated all the risks so that every punch that I was throwing was really powerful, really calculated. And what happened out of that was you saw all, all the awards that I've won, all of the features that I got in, all of that was done because of this risk. Amazing things are accomplished when you take risks. I was 18 years old, had $500, had an idea, had my back against the wall with all this college tuition that was coming at me, $70,000 at 
as an 18 to 22 year old to have to come up with, there's so much risk with that. But when you stand in the face of the risk and you just figure it out and you work really hard and you work smart, my God, are the returns huge. So I am so thankful that I took all of those not really big risks, but at the time they're pretty, pretty devastating risks because it paid out 10,000 fold. So I'm trying to just hammer this home to you guys that I want you to take risks because I really believe if you're about to enter college or you're in college four, five years down the line, you are going to look back and be like, God damn it. Thank you. You're going to say thank you to yourself for taking those risks because it set yourself up for the rest of your life. It set up the experience, the accolades, the brand that you built, whether it's a personal one or if it's a physical company, you're going to be so thankful that you took all of those risks because it led to the point that you're at now. And had you waited, had you been scared, you wouldn't have anything. All right, I'm done with my spiel. Um, don't use too risky as an excuse. I promise you, if you're just smart about it and you stay calculated, you're really going to thank yourself later down the line. So just be smart about it. Be calm. Just move forward. Just keep it moving. And don't use, don't use it's too risky as an excuse. No one gives a fuck about that statistic of 50% of businesses go out of business in five years. Just don't even think about it. Think about all the upside. Okay. In the next episode, we are going to go into your starting point. This is the final excuse. I don't especially know if this one is going to be a chapter in the book yet. We're going to see how you guys respond to it. So the final excuse is I don't have the right starting point. It's saying I didn't grow up with rich parents. I didn't get the right education. I don't have an inheritance. I didn't have the right connections. I don't know the right people. I didn't grow up in the industry. It's, these are all major excuses. And you just can't feel bad for yourself that you're not starting from the right space. I didn't have, I didn't grow up in the supplement industry. I didn't gl- grow up um, with a family that had all personal brands on, on YouTube or social media or Instagram. It's all self-taught. Did Mark Zuck grow up in the social media age? Like all of these inventors, they have a dream and they just go for it. And they don't give a fuck about their starting point, how much money they had, who their parents were, just all of these things. So we're going to dig deeper into that in the next episode. I hope you guys are having a fantastic weekend. Just remember, keep grinding Be smart about risks, and I promise you're going to thank me and yourself later if you you just sack up and go for it. So I want to thank you guys so much for watching. I will see you guys tomorrow on Sunday, and uh, let's keep the ship going. Fun fact, most podcasts fail or or they stop doing the podcast by episode 7, and tomorrow is episode 7. So let's see if we can break that statistic. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.